Welcome to Become a Calm Mama. I'm Darlene. I'm your host. And today I'm going to talk about the parenting stress cycle, which I'm sure you are very curious about. And you're probably thinking, um, does she live at my house? Does she know what's going on in my life? Am I in a stress cycle? How will I know if I am in one? All right. So we're going to clear up all of those questions in this episode. I like to start talking about stress with this little story or vignette. Okay. So imagine you're walking your dog at night. Now I have dogs and I do walk them at night and I live in a place where there are coyotes. So imagine that you live in a place where there are coyotes and you're out walking your dog at night and there is a pack of coyotes and they start chasing you. Okay. So you're there with your dog and then here comes a pack of coyotes and they start running towards you. Right then and there, your brain is going to activate your stress response. It's going to quickly assess the threat and decide whether you should run, stop and throw rocks, or go hide in the bushes, right? That fight, flight, or freeze. So you run, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to run away from these coyotes. Now, when you are running, when we think about a stress cycle, what you're doing is you're dealing with the stressor. You're dealing with the thing that can do you harm, that external circumstance that is creating the stress response. So you run, ah, okay. Now, imagine you get back home, you come in, you close the door, right? You close that door, you're like, oh. you're technically safe because you're coming inside and you've closed the door, but your body actually doesn't know that yet. It still has all of that stress juice running through your system. Like the stress response got activated, you ran and you're creating all that stress juice to, to activate, to um, respond to the environment. And you get inside and you close the door and the stressor is dealt with, but the stress juice is still there. So now once you're inside and you're safe, it's time to deal with all that stress that has accumulated in your body. It's time to complete the cycle, the stress cycle. So how do you do that? You do that by getting your breath back. You know, like start to, okay, whoa, whoo, that was it. Oh my God, maybe you tell someone what happened. You walk in the door, your family's there. You're like, you won't believe this is happening. What just happened? There was a pack of coyotes. It was chasing me. And you're like, ah, right? And your family comes around you and they give you a hug and you start shaking and, and maybe crying. And now when all that release has happened. You've let go of the, you're not in stress. You're not in the stressor anymore. You're not in that dangerous environment. You're inside and you've dealt with like allowing some of that stress juice to go away. That means that you've had a stress cycle and it has been completed, which is like a big yay, right? Completed my stress cycle. Now we're going to talk about parenting stress cycles and what they look like in a minute, but I want you to imagine the same scenario, your moms. Okay. Imagine not all of you, but for the most part, now you are like outside, you're getting chased by the coyotes. You're freaking out. You get home and you need a minute to like come down from that stressful experience, right? You need a chance to deal with that stress juice, but instead you walk in and all of a sudden there's another stressor. You walk into the house and your kids are arguing and your husband is yelling at them or 
you know, you, you deal with that stressor and then you head to the kitchen and you notice the dishes are piled in the sink and there isn't any meat thawed for dinner and you serve cereal instead and you tell yourself how much you suck and you get into bed and you're just like, I am just terrible at being a mom and you're still, you know, giving yourself negative messages. You're still creating a negative stressful environment with your own brain. And this can go on and on and on. Because what happens to us as moms is a lot of times we deal with a stressful situation and then immediately there's another stressful situation. You know what I'm talking about? Let me give you an example from parenting, from my own parenting life. I love this story because it makes me laugh. All right, so I had like a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I went to the grocery store and the baby, the little one-year-old was in the cart in the like, you know, basket area, like the part that they sit in. And my three-year-old was hanging on the side of the shopping cart. Like, okay, I know it's not, you're not supposed to do that, but that was what was happening. And we were in the checkout line and he was kind of hanging on the side. Now he doesn't weigh much, right? He's three. He's hanging there. And the little one says, you know, like cart starts to want to get out, right? They don't want to stay in the shopping cart. They don't want to go through the line with like the stranger checkout person. So I picked the baby up and I put it on my hip. And what happened was the balance of the grocery cart was then tipped. It wasn't, it, there was no longer centered. And so my younger son who was hanging on the side, the shopping cart started to fall on him. And I grabbed the shopping cart, full grocery shopping cart with one arm pulled it up off of him so that it did not fall on him while still holding another ba- a baby in my arms. Mamas, you know, right? Like we are incredible. We can do this kind of stuff. So this is why I tell this story though, is because finish checking out, figure out if the kids are getting the balloon or the lollipop or whatever's happening in the line. I walk to the car, to the parking lot. I'm in the parking lot unloading and this person, this clerk who works at the grocery store says, nice save mom. And I turned to him and I was like, huh? And he's like, nice save inside with the grocery cart. Like you caught it from catching your kid, you know, falling on your kid. I was like, oh my God, that's right. I did. That was crazy. And it was him acknowledging what had happened that was the only reason why I remembered because probably right then and there, the little ones started to argue about who's getting the balloon. And, you know, my three-year-old was really rambunctious and I'm worried he's not going to like stay near the cart. And is he going to go mess with all the water bottles and are they all going to fall? And like, is he going to stay close when we go back to the parking lot? And how am I going to get two kids in the shopping cart while also emptying the groceries into the cart and putting the cart away, but how do I put the cart away and leave my kids in the car? All that chatter is me going into another stressor, another stressor, another stressor. That's what it's like to be a parent. We have so many stressors coming at us all the time. And we don't really have a chance to deal with that stress juice So then what happens to us is that something else happens in parenting, like misbehavior, and all of a sudden we are in the pack of coyotes, like the misbehavior becomes yet another stressor 
that we cannot quite deal with calmly because we have acted have been in an active stress spiral for so long. This is one of the things that I see with parents, particularly moms, because then they'll say like, they'll say to me, you know, oh, like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, something happens with my kids and I'm super reactive and I can't stay calm and I act nutty. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? And I, I'm like, you're a human being that is in a highly stressful environment and you're not taking any time to deal with the stress juice built up in your body. Or there's moments where you're, you're handling that an entire parenting situation. You're super calm. You're not even thinking anything of it. And you're dealing like this kid wants this cup and this one kids want this cup and this kid wants chicken nuggets, but he doesn't want chicken nuggets. So instead you're going to make a sandwich, but then you're out of bread. So like, okay, what about a bagel? And then you're just like, I watch you moms. You're amazing. And you're handling stuff really well, but what you're not realizing is you're taking care of a bunch of external stressors and not realizing that the stress juice is being built up in your body. So then when your one kid hits your other kid or they start having a meltdown or they start screaming, then you're in an activated stress response. All of a sudden you're like, stop it, you know, don't do that to me or stop it, don't do that to him or you know, whatever that re- like response is. I'm going to get into your responses. But what I want you to see is that you have these external stressors, right? We have these situations in our life. Some life coaches call them circumstances. I tend to call them situations because it's not like one, it's a circumstance to me is like, you know, my husband is unemployed or something like that. He's not, but you know, imagine. But that's like a circumstance, like a life circumstance. But in parenting, it's kind of confusing because we're like in a bunch of like a, like a lot of situations. It's kind of like a saga. Like there's just like so many different moments, moment to moment to moment. And you're sort of dealing with all of these situations over and over and over again. And what you're not realizing is that stress juice is being built up. Now, what the heck is stress juice, right? What am I even talking about? I want you to think about that stressors, the external, what's happening in the environment, circumstance, situation, you know, you take your pick, what you want to call it. And then we have stress juice. This is the stress response. It's a chemical cocktail. It's not a cocktail that is delicious. <laughs> it's, it's a cocktail that is, um, you know, life it saves your life, right? It's, it's a chemical cocktail of cortisol, adrenaline, epinephrine. These are neural hormones or neural chemicals. And they actually course through your body and they create that intense stress response. They're good. Stress juice is good. Like we like it because it actually helps us respond to our environment so we don't die. But when we have a lot of stress juice. We have, it's not good to live in chronic stress. It's not good to live in this chronic place of stress juice, stress juice, stress juice, stressor, stress juice, stressor, stress juice, right? That's a cycle that isn't going to feel great. Because when you have too much stress juice, like it's good in short bursts, but when it's built up and not allowed to release, then it becomes, it clouds your thinking makes you less inf- inf- ineffective, makes you less effective. It makes you more reactive, 
right? This whole podcast is Calm Mama, Become a Calm Mama, right? And so we're learning how to become less reactive and less impulsive. We're trying to figure out ways to feel more clarity, to have more, um, more energy for our life, to have more time to be with our kids and be present. So what I am teaching you today is that, the, that one of the reasons that you're in this stress cycle, parenting stress cycle, is because of stress juice. It's because, not because of the juice itself. It's because you never really give yourself a chance to reset that stress juice. So I'm going to teach you next week exactly how to reset that stress juice. But I want to talk a few more minutes about the parenting stress cycle. Okay? So when you're sitting there and you have a reactive moment and you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? Like I was so calm earlier and now I'm all reactive or I'm constantly reacting with my kids, like that whole what's wrong with me thing, or like I'm a bad mom, or I'm messing up my kids, like, uh, no, you're not. You're human. You're a human being. You are a normal human being who is responding to stressful situations. There are stressors when we raise kids. They're demanding, right? There's a lot going on. Now, think about some of the behaviors that you're reactive to. A person screaming, a person crying, a person being aggressive, a person arguing with you, peppering you with questions, blaming you, lying to you. Now, if you were like a hum- like a normal adult with another adult, parents always say that, like, I would never let another adult treat me like I let my kids treat me right? Because yeah, you would put some pretty strong boundaries around that behavior. If somebody was screaming, you're like, oh shoot, there's, there's, they're in danger. If someone is crying, you're like, oh my God, I need to help them, right? In any other life situation, these behaviors would mean that you are in a stressful situation and that you need to do something. Your brain would tell you that you need to protect yourself. You need to get bigger or get louder or fight back or run away. So if you're having a normal, if you're a normal human, as we all are, and you're having a reactive moment with your kids, um, just like, just letting you know, that's absolutely normal. Now, there are ways to retrain your brain so that you don't get activated in the first place, so that you don't interpret their behavior like they are a pack of coyotes. That's what's happening. You're like, your kid is like screaming and your brain is like, I'm being attacked by, by coyotes. Well, you're not. You have a three-year-old who doesn't like, you know, chicken nuggets or doesn't want chicken nuggets that day or changes their mind within 10 seconds, which is super annoying, but you're not actually in danger. So we had to train our brains to see the misbehavior or the behavior itself differently. So when we look at that, the behavior that's like screaming and crying and blaming and aggression and, you know, arguing and, and in your face, then, you know, you're kind of thinking you're in danger. And we want to train you. That's part of why my program is three months is because I want to help you really move through your reactivity and change, like really um, change the way you're wired, change your brain wiring to see misbehavior as different. 
So that's what I'm going to talk about in two weeks is like how to reframe behavior. Now, aggressive behavior is not the only behavior that happens in parenting, right? There's other behaviors that your mind might right now might be thinking like, but okay, what about when they're just dilly-dallying? What about when they're just grumpy? What about when they're just being sad? What about when they have bad grades? What about if they're not being polite? What about if they're rude to a friend? Like that's not really coyote, being chased by coyote behavior, right? So what? what's that? Why are you reactive to that? It is also because you are a human. It's not because you think you're in danger physically. It's because you think you're in danger socially. We are a social and community-based species. We have a need to feel accepted and included. And so when our kids' behavior threatens that belonging, we will fight to get back that okayness. It's almost existential. We're worried that we're going to be rejected, that we will be rejected by our kids, that our kids will be rejected by society, or that our family will be rejected by the other families because of our kids' behavior. You know what I am talking about, moms, right? This is so normal to worry about that. And that's because... We're a, a community-based social species. We have been a species. We're not lone wolves. I don't know why I have so many like coyote and wolf situations here, but you know, we're not lone wolves. We're a pack of coyotes ourselves. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't, you know, band together and maraud, although we do as a society. Okay, sorry. We as a species are like, we, we live in a community. That's how we have kept ourselves alive and survive right? You've got one person tending the fire, somebody else tending the children, somebody else, you know, going out hunting, someone else, you know, making the food, right? That is partly why we're also very stressed as a site, as a, as a family, because we're like, where are all the people who are supposed to help us raise these kids? Because we are social beings, but yet the nuclear family is not really social. So it's another stressor. Just being in a nuclear family is a stressor on our, uh, on our species. Okay, I keep going off on different tangents. I'm sorry. The behavior, the dilly-dallying, the grumpiness, the being sad, the bad grades, not being polite, that is triggering you as well. It's triggering your stress response. It, you're not thinking you're in physical danger. You're thinking you are in um, like social danger. So what happens if you're under attack, right, you fight back, you, you show up maybe um, with your stress response and you're yelling or, um, you know, you're doing different behaviors like yelling or criticizing or threatening or bribing or, uh, you know, p taking away things, you know, impulsively, right? So that's kind of like to get your power back. Or when your kids, when you're worried that your kid's behavior is unacceptable, right? You might be over-soothing them to make them happy so that they like you, right? You might be coming hard, coming down hard on them so that, you know, none of you are at risk of being socially rejected. You might be like over-parenting. So I think of soothing sometimes as under-parenting and then sometimes we are over-parenting, like we're coming on too hard, too strong. That's from a fear place, 
right? Or you could just be yelling and acting big and acting loud to get that power back and reestablish your safety. So this is the parenting stress cycle. There's the different reasons why we get stressed. We're either kind of activated on that physical sense or activated on that social emotional sense. But there's an external stressor, kids' behavior. Our brain interprets it as dangerous and then we react to it. We create stress juice. We respond in ways that we don't love typically, right? We either are too permissive or too harsh or yelling, too reactive, and then we feel like crap. So the cycle itself is your the kid's behavior, your over or under reaction to it, mostly overreaction, then you feel guilty, and then nothing changes. So then you have the same behavior, you overreact, and then you feel bad, and nothing changes. Same behavior, you overreact, you feel bad, nothing changes. So that cycle is what feels like cuckoo for us. Like, we're just like, what is wrong? Why, why, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't my kids just behave differently? Or why, I, why can't I stop reacting to them so that I don't have to feel guilty so that I can actually deal with their behavior, Right? So where we, there's a couple of places where we can interrupt the parenting stress cycle. So I'm going to give you three ways to get out of that parenting stress cycle. And then over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go in deeper on those strategies. So this week, we're just talking about what is the stress cycle? Why do I get so upset? Where's the fear coming from? And then how do I respond? And like, how can we change it? And then we'll get into more of the how next time. So the first way to get out of a parenting stress cycle is to decrease the stressors. Now, how do you do that? One is teaching your kids better ways to deal with their feelings so they don't act out so much. Emotional coaching your kids, helping them build up emotional literacy tools is a, one of the best ways that you can create less stressors, less misbehavior, is by giving your kids the tools to know what they're feeling, know how to talk about those feelings, and know how to communicate those, um, know what to do with those feelings in ways that don't cause problems. For example, if you have a kid who's hitting because they are angry or they are overwhelmed or highly stimulated and they're hitting and then that creates an external stressor. Imagine if instead of hitting their sibling, they knew to go hit a ball outside or they knew how to like take a balloon and, you know, bat it around the house or like those little, um, those like look like little paddle tennis, tennis, tennis rackets that are wooden with a little pink ball. I always think like, like, like how much sad is how satisfying that is. I mean, little kids have trouble, but they can clap their hands together they can throw stuffed animals. They can hit a pillow. So we want to teach our kids better ways to deal with their feelings. And then we don't have so many stressors, right? Yay. Another way to decrease stressors in your life is by creating more routines, setting better limits so that there's just less friction. It, you know, and you're like, yeah, darling, of course. Like if I could get my kids to listen, I would be so much better. 
And it's like, yeah, that's what parenting is, right? It's setting limits. It's communicating those limits to your kids and then letting them experience the impact of those limits, which are often called consequences. And then when they have feelings about the consequences, we emotionally coach them without changing the situation so that they learn how to cope and deal with hard things. So the decreasing the stressors is really like, okay, I want to decrease this, the level of chaos and behavior in my family. Having routines for bedtime, having routines for the morning, having routines for meals, having routines for cleaning up, having routines for hygiene. These are the types of having a routine for clothes. These are the types of things that kind of create um, a lot of stress in us because they're just like a lot of friction around these basic, like not basic, but like these everyday things. Uh, like I always say, do not weaponize that strategy against yourself. Don't give up. Oh, that's why. Okay, well, I'm not good at routines. Oh, well, I don't know how to help my kids with their feelings or my kid's really reactive or, you know, instead, I really want to invite you to either work with me, you know, connect with me, reach out, Instagram, DM me, or go to the website, callmamacoaching.com and, and, you know, and book a call with me because I can help you. Like that's, it's parenting tools, right? It's not something you're supposed to know. <laughs> Nobody teaches this stuff. So, you know, getting those parenting tools, how do you set a routine up? How do you create a limit? How do you help your kids with their feelings? Okay. So the, you can get support for that. But that is, one, that is one way to get out of the parenting stress cycle is to decrease the stressors. The second strategy to get out of parenting stress cycle is to deal with your stress juice. The more frequently you reset your stress juice, like thinking about that early example, the coyote, right? Like coming down from a moment where you're like, oh my God, that was intense. Like I think about, I saw this Instagram reel that made me laugh so hard because it's so true. It's like the 10 seconds that you get as a mom after you buckle your kids in the back seat and you walk to the driver's side and you get in your car, that that can be 10 seconds of reset. Or when you finally get those buckles on, buckle, buckle, right? I'm terrible at sounds. But when you finally get all those buckles and then it it's time to drive off, take a beat, exhale. <sighs> Jeez, that was a rough morning. Whew. Girl, you did it. <laughs> Give yourself a little pat on the back. Exhale. Shake your body. You, if you saw me right now, I'm like shaking my shoulders. I'm like, ooh, moving my belly a little bit. Move my hips around. That is a way to reset that stress juice. Taking a pause break. I've taught that many times and we're going to talk about it again next week. But thinking about how can I walk away from this moment without reacting and going and reset myself. Moving my body. Doing mindset work right? That is how we do the, that's how we um, reset our stress juice, either in the moment or like I'm going to talk about next week, calm mama breaks. Super important, super valuable. And it's the way we regularly, it's like, it's like stress hygiene, right? Just like you take a shower, however frequently you do, 
or you eat or you go poop, right? You do these certain things because you know that they're good for your body. And so taking a break, a mama break is also good. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. That's the second way to get out of a parenting stress cycle. And the third is reframing behavior. So right now our brain looks at an aggressive behavior or looks at a bad grade or looks at like a kid who's sad and we make that mean a bunch of things. We add meaning to the behavior that then creates stress. We make it mean something about us. We make it something about the future. We look at that behavior and we create a bunch of regret about what we've done in the past. Or we look at that behavior and we use it to blame our partner (laughs) or the nanny or the teacher. And so reframing behavior, changing the way that you think about misbehavior helps you not feel so stressed by it. So I'm going to go through um, in two weeks and talk about how we reframe reframe behavior because that is a very, very powerful, powerful tool. So I want to let you know, like in my coaching program, in the Emotionally Healthy Kids course, this is what we do. Like first we start with your stress juice. We get you back to a baseline so that you can learn something new, right? You can't, you cannot teach a stressed brain. So I'm not going to bring a bunch of moms in a group and tell them all about how to set up a limit or routine right away because you're not, you can't learn. You're stressed. So we deal with your stress, decrease your stress juice, get you back to a baseline, help you reframe misbehavior so you're not so activated by it. And then I teach you how to create routines and limits and then also teach you how to have um, give your kids better tools to deal with their feelings so they don't act out. Isn't that amazing? I should call it the get out of the parenting stress cycle class because <laughs> that's really what it is. Um, but we, we do all of this. We get out of our stress cycle so that we can feel better and have a better relationship with our kids. Absolutely. But really, the big picture goal is to raise emotionally healthy kids. That is what that's why we do this hard work of parenting is because we want our kids to grow up and not be messed up, <laughs> right? All right. So this week, I want you to notice when you are in a stress cycle. That is one of the most important pieces to getting out of one is just noticing that you're in one. Inviting you to stop judging yourself with that guilt right? Behavior, reaction, guilt is the cycle. Instead of that guilt, when you're like, I'm such a piece of shit mom, instead of doing that, I'd like to invite you to ask yourself, wow, why did I get so stressed in the first place? What could I have done differently? How could I have paused? What am I making this behavior mean? And just starting to get curious with yourself And then next week, you'll get some new tools on how to break out of that stress cycle. So this week, I want you to notice when you are in one. That's your only job for the whole week is just notice when you lose your shit. That's pretty easy, right? I'm not telling you to stop losing your shit. I'm just telling you to notice when you do. So hopefully that will be easy for you. And if you're not losing your shit, awesome. Good for you. That means that you have really created um, a lot of... uh, 
a lot of room for you to reset your stress juice as a parent. So be proud of yourself. If you have a lot of stress juice, just know we're going to deal with it over the next couple of weeks. All right, everyone. I am always so grateful for these, these times to chat with you and to be with you during the week, wherever you are in your car or like on your making dinner or wherever you are on your walk. I am honored to be in your ear and to share this time with you. Have a great week, Mama. I will talk to you next time.